If you're thinking about selling your house, boy, oh boy, now is the best time to do it. You've seen what uh, homes are selling for. You need the best real estate agent to guide you, whether you're buying or selling Ann Dresser Coker. Her number is 303-229-6464, 303-229-6464. Ann Dresser Coker is the best in Denver, not hyperbole, it is fact. She's the number one individual at Liv Sotheby's International Realty. She's the number one top individual producer in the Denver Metro Association of Realtors. She has been that person for several years. You want to go with the best? I'm giving you the best. Ann Dresser Coker. And she is a great negotiator. She has sold numerous homes in all of the finest neighborhoods in our area. Again, her number is 303-229-6464. She loves what she does. Uh, she's the best at it. I keep coming back to that. I've used her on a couple of occasions. I've sent people her way. Uh, give her a call, 303-229-6464, or visit her at www.andresser.com, A-N-N-E-D-R-E-S-S-E-R.com. Just had a cup of Boyer's coffee. It's the best way to start the day. Good day, uh, good way to finish the day as well. They're the original legendary Rocky Mountain Roaster, and they've been brewed in this area since 1965. They're the proud coffee partner of the Colorado Rockies, and you can uh, find their product throughout the stadium, throughout the area. It's always smooth. It's always outstanding. And uh, I tell you all the time, the best way for me, just like you, you're probably on the go quite a bit, to get your Boyer's Coffee is have it delivered right to your house. Go to boyerscoffee.com and pick out your favorite flavors, your K-Cups, whatever it may be, and have it delivered to your house. It'll be there within a couple of days, and then you don't even have to worry about uh, putting it on your shopping list. But if you do, you can find it at all your favorite uh, grocery stores as well. BoyersCoffee.com again since 1965 proud partner of the Colorado Rockies and they have been brewing legendary coffee for generations this week on the Drew Goodman podcast winning beats the shit out of losing Drew has some thoughts on the Rockies first week of the season and our special guest Denver native and Rockies left-hander Ty Block talent of players we have out on the baseball field there's not a lot of lineups that can do what our lineup can do, one through nine. And then you look at the defense, uh, it's unbelievable what, what they're running out there every night. It gives you a lot of confidence as a pitcher. Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast wherever you find podcasts. And tell a friend. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's show number 145. There's not a lot of things I know in life, but there's one thing that I do know. And I love this phrase. Winning beats the shit out of losing. I know that's a fact from when I participated in sports, and I know that's a fact when you are following sports, whether you are a broadcaster, whether you are a fan, or certainly if you're a player or a coach or a manager. Rocky's off to a great start, and everybody's happy. It's that simple. Opening day, the Rockies lost to the Dodgers. Good ball game. Great crowd, almost 49,000. 
we do we do opening day right in Colorado. We know that, man. Lodo's rocking. The state's rocking. It's often been said it should be a state holiday. You all treat it as such. Good ball game. Rockies lose. They come back and win Saturday, and they come back and win decisively on Sunday to take two of three from the Dodgers. First time they've won a home series against the Dodgers since August of 2018. And then they go down to Texas. And this Ranger team spent more money. I don't know if you know this. They spent more money in free agency than any team in Major League history. They spent over $500,000, most notably Corey Seager's $300-plus million deal over 10 years, and Marcus Simeon, I think it was 170 for Simeon or somewhere in that uh, ballpark. And they, they, we know they went and got John Gray, four years, $56 million. Good lineup. I was talking to uh, a couple of scouts going into that series, and he said, you know, the, the Rangers have a long way to go, but that's a good lineup they put out there. Rockies pitched, and they produced a great number of scoring opportunities. Didn't take full advantage of it on Monday. They ended up winning uh, in extra innings. The, the, the crazy slide rule came into effect, but they deserved to win that game. And then Tuesday, they also took care of business and won. So, uh, you know, as we tape this, the Rockies are 4-1, and one, and they needed to get off to a good start because they were in a situation where, like most teams, you want to get off to a good start, but there's still a lot of negativity around there. How much did they improve? And five games does not make a season. I understand and appreciate that um, more than most anyone out there, and, and I'm not trying to put myself above anyone else. But when you work in baseball and you live baseball day to day, you realize it is truly, it's a cliche, but it is truly a marathon. And even the best teams are going to have tough weeks or, or a tough couple of weeks. But the Rockies have gotten off to a nice start. And their elements of really good baseball and places where you can say, boy, they look improved. Their offense looks improved, clearly. They're averaging five runs a game. They're going to have stretches where they do better than that. They're going to have stretches where they struggle, again, because it's baseball. But, you know, one through nine, and with depth, I think it's a better offensive team. When you look at how the bullpen has performed, as of this taping on the off day on Wednesday, and by the way, for those that reached out, it was my birthday today, I really appreciate it. A lot of people reached out and social media, and I, and I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. As of this taping, man... Four and one is a nice start with the bullpen being number one in all of baseball. They've allowed just two runs. Now, is that sustainable? They're not going to be number one at the end of the year because they play a course field. But it looks like they're improved, and that's a good thing. So a lot of a lot of positives uh, out of the gate. You know, one of my favorite plays so far that Randall Grichik catch on Tuesday night. In the air, deep right center field. And this one is caught! Randall Grichik takes a three-run home run from Corey Seager. (laughs) Wow is right. Yeah, he goes over the wall. He had it the whole way. And you can tell he's got like, remember Brandon Barnes? He's got a fearlessness to him. He's running full tilt. He knows the wall's got to be coming up. Just leaps. I got it. No problem. Hauls it back. 
You love Chassin's reaction. He was like, holy shit, can't believe it. And that kept the Rockies in front 3-1. to one. If it goes over the wall, Corey Seager has not only his first Ranger home run, but it's a three-run shot, and it would have put Texas in front. And who knows how the game plays out after that. So that was a great play by Randall Gritchick. And, uh, you know, really, really fun moment. Some other reasons the Rockies were off to a great start. We talked about the pen. And we also talked about the pen a couple of weeks ago on uh, on this podcast. And I said, the arms down there are legit arms. Now they have to put it together. It's not like, you know, you're putting your hands together in prayer and hoping the, the guy who throws 89 miles an hour can get the guy out. They have power arms down there. And I think you're seeing some maturity and an evolution with some guys. As I said, there's going to be rough periods. I'm, I'm not, you know, standing up here saying they, they're going to hand, uh, you know, the Rockies, you know, the World Series trophy just yet. Uh, but the pen, an area that also needed vast improvement and needed to get off to a good start, so far so good. Other notes from that first week. Chris Bryant is an established superstar in baseball. The Rockies go out and they sign him for a seven-year, $182 million deal. I don't care what you've done before, Rookie of the Year, MVP in the case of Bryant, world champion. You're in a new environment. You want to get off to a good start. There are nerves involved. There absolutely are more nerves involved. And Chris Bryant has gotten off to a terrific start. He's hitting every ball game. He's throwing out a bunch of doubles. He had a really big sack fly on Tuesday night, you know, kind of just a key, important at-bat where those are winning at-bats. When we talk about quality at-bats, less than two outs, runner at third, get the job done. Get that man home. And he did with a fly ball to, you know, to fairly deep center field. As I said, he's hitting every game. The ball that he dropped on Sunday, nobody could play the outfield properly on Sunday. I've never seen the wind like that. That was crazy. Uh, In fact, Bryant said, I asked him uh, after the game or on Monday, we were chatting down in Texas, I think it was Monday, and he said, you know, I played at Wrigley forever, which is notorious for windy conditions. San Francisco, notorious for windy conditions in the second half of last year. He said, I've never seen a day like that. Nobody had. Randall Gritchick was was scared. He was asking people, he goes, is it like this a lot here? Because, you know, he just he just got to, to Denver like, you know, Bryant, but he hasn't played many games here. Bryant's been in, in Denver, and, and he was assured, no, this was uh, an aberration. Connor Joe, we love talking about Connor Joe. Connor Joe, as we tape this, has an on-base percentage almost of 500. He's hit a couple home runs. He grinds out every at-bat. Played solid defensively at first and in left field. Seen him as a DH. Last week, when we gathered, I said there there are four guys that, and you hope a lot of guys fall into this category, but if they can make incremental improvement, it's going to help the Rockies in a huge way. And I I felt like there was one guy who could potentially have a breakout because he's just still so young, and that is Brendan Rodgers. You know, Brendan Rodgers last year, 102 games, 15 home runs, 12 out on the road, OPS above 800. I mean, this this is a guy who could make a significant jump this year. And I know he's not off to a super fast start, but his hard hit rate, 
I was talking about this with Patrick Lyons on the DNBR podcast. You know, Patrick pointed out that his hard hit hit rate through the first uh, five games is second on the club. Uh, the hits are going to come. The ball's going to go over the wall. He could make a huge jump. The the you know I mentioned four other guys who could make incremental improvement. You know, take a guy like Ryan McMahon jumping from twenty three twenty four home runs to thirty. I mean, that's not outlandish. Charlie Blackman, you're not bouncing back to where he was three, four years ago, but maybe he jumps from 13, 14 home runs to, you know, 19, 20 home runs. That's incremental improvement. Again, not out of the, you know, realm of possibility. I threw Connor Joe in there. We saw so many good things last year. He battled some injuries. He wasn't up initially. Connor Joe could make, you know, a nice incremental improvement. Well, maybe I'm selling him short. Maybe, maybe Connor Joe. I mean, let's look at what he's done. Let's look at the skill set. Let's look at the makeup and say, why can't he become the Rockies' Max Muncy? Why can't he become the Rockies' Justin Turner? And I reference those two Dodgers because when they picked up Max Muncy from Oakland, there wasn't a whole lot of fanfare around that. Max Muncy was a journeyman. And now you look at Max Muncy and you say, you know, slugger, great at bat, high on base percentage, Max Muncy MVP candidate in a given year, Justin Turner. I mean, he was looking for a job after the Mets let him go. And now you you look back on the body of work with Justin Turner. He's been one of the toughest outs in baseball the last seven, eight years. Fact. Fact. All those great stars with the Dodgers, I've said it innumerable times on broadcasts on television, on AT&T Sportsnet, that the, the really the last guy you want to see with the Dodgers come to the plate with the game on the line in the ninth inning is Justin Turner. Love Mookie Betts. Phenomenal talent. Uh, Bellinger has hit a rough spot, but you, you know how gifted he is. Trey Turner goes on and on. But Justin Turner, the at-bat that you know you're going to get, and Dave Roberts, I know this. I talked to him about it. He feels the same way. Justin Turner is as tough in at bat as there is in baseball. Why can't Connor Joe? I don't want to. I hope people don't think I'm falling off the deep end here. But maybe Connor Joe. We look back a, a year or so from now and go, "Wow, Connor Joe is a legit, really, really good offensive piece." Wouldn't that be a story? And, and as I always say, during the winter months, into spring training, every team needs some good stories, unexpected stories. And we all have great adoration for the story of Connor Joe overcoming the t- testicular cancer. And you can see just what a wonderful and bright kid he is. Not a kid, he's 29. It's hard not to to love Connor Joe, and then you watch how he plays the game, and at bat to at bat, you're like, hey, maybe I'm selling him short, saying incremental improvement. Maybe he has a breakout year. Certainly, he's off to a breakout start. So that's been uh, been awesome to watch. And speaking of Connor Joe, we discussed this throughout spring training. And in the early days of the regular season, Charlie Blackman's going to be back in a comfort zone at the top of the lineup. And he may still be. But in the last couple of days, albeit against a left-handed starter, and the Rockies are seeing quite a few lefties in the early going of the season, 
It's been Connor Joe leading off with that high on base percentage and then Charlie following him. Who knows and who's to say that Buddy doesn't keep that going even against right-handed starters. It's something it's something to watch. The one thing I do know when it is Connor Joe, Charlie Blackman, Chris Bryant and then the you know CJ Crone right behind him. That's four guys in a row where if you're the if you're the starting pitcher, you got to throw strikes. You know they're going to grind through at bats, and you know with all four of those guys, you make a mistake of some kind, the ball could be over the wall. That, that's a tough gauntlet. Rocky's offense is better. And I'm not going, you know, all crazy here because they had a good opening week. It is better. I think the, the evidence to support that is tangible. I, I mentioned a moment ago that, that Texas is going to have a pretty good offense this year, and they spent a ton of money. Did you know that in free agent dollars spent in the offseason, the Rockies were sixth in all of baseball. And that doesn't include that they went out and extended for $70 million Ryan McMahon. It doesn't include the early offseason extension of five years and 50 plus million for Antonio Senzatella. It doesn't include the extension for CJ Crone or Elias Diaz, two other guys who are off to really good starts. And the reason I point that out is, and at times, deservedly so, the Rockies have taken their share of criticism, as you know, and, and probably many of you have, have delivered it in some way, shape, or form. And you're allowed to do that as a fan because you care. You want... You want your team to do well. You want your team to make good decisions. And the Rockies probably would like a mulligan on a couple of decisions over the last few years. But you also have to give them credit and Billy Schmidt their new GM credit. And it starts at the top because you have to get the dollars okayed by you know Dick Montford, who owns the club, that they've been aggressive. And it's not just the one signing with Chris Bryant. They've been aggressive in a number of areas. And uh, I, I think it catches some people by surprise when you look at the free agent dollars spent and the Rockies were top six in the offseason. And again, it didn't include all of the extensions that they made with um, with guys who were deserving of extensions. The, the aforementioned Crone, the aforementioned uh, Diaz, uh, what they did with McMahon, et cetera. You know, some of the reflections, uh, those are some of my reflections on the opening uh, few days of the season. One other note before we get to Ty Block, and I think you're going to really enjoy the conversation with Ty, local kid who's done well, who's thrilled, and I mean thrilled in capital letters, and you're going to hear that, to be with the Colorado Rockies. Um, But I want to mention Russell Wilson. This dude just gets it. He got it in Seattle, and we're seeing how... He jumps in all in. I mean, he wants to be an active participant in the community. From a philanthropic standpoint, he wants to be uh, an active um, member of the community from a participatory standpoint with the, the other teams. We've seen him, you know, courtside at Nugget Games. He's gonna, he, you'll see him at Avalanche Games. You saw him at the Rockies game throw out the first pitch, and he threw a heater. And he's a former Rocky in that he was drafted by the organization a couple of years in the minor leagues before you know, he had to go all in on football. 
I remember a story told to me, I think I've told this on the podcast, so forgive me for repeating it, but uh, I, I think it was Billy Schmidt who said, listen, he's one of the best leaders we've ever had, uh, and we think he'll get to the big leagues. This is, when, this is when he was in Asheville. We think he'll get to the big leagues just based on, on his leadership characteristics, and he nailed it. He was right. And you saw it on display again. And then we, we showed shots of him. Kelsey Wingert did a great interview with Russell. And you could tell his passion for the Rockies. Ryan McMahon was stoked because he, he hit a double. And we were doing the interview at the time with Wilson. And Wilson stopped whatever he was talking about. He's like, get over his head. Get over his head. You know, get a double. Get a double, man. Go for two. Go for two. I mean, he, he was cheerleading. And when Ryan McMahon heard that that night, man, he was so stoked that Russell Wilson was actually uh, better than me calling the play-by-play on it, um, you know, doing his thing as Mac got a double. Uh, and he was sitting in the front row late in the game. It wasn't like, all right, I threw out the first pitch. We, we you know, kissed babies and shook hands. And now I'm on down the road to, to you know, some other place. He stayed the whole game. He's all in. So uh, the, the, the Broncos have the right guy at quarterback, and the community has another guy you can really wrap your arms around. So, uh, you know, big hats off to Russell Wilson. All right, time to do our Ideal Home Loans interview of the week. From afar, I've always admired this guy. I root so hard for Colorado uh, athletes, guys who were born in Colorado, particularly baseball players, um, because of what I do for a living. And and you know I coach on the side. Um, been involved in the program at Arapahoe High School for a number of years. So I'm a I'm a big proponent of Colorado baseball. I think it's underappreciated nationally. And now we have Freeland, we have Ty Block, we have Lucas Gilbreth, we have Reagan Todd coming, Max George in the organization. A lot of Coloradans, um, not just with the Rockies, but throughout baseball. But um, I really wanted to bring you Ty Block, who had a great appearance to uh, start his Rockies, the Rockies portion of his career on Sunday as Colorado took down the Dodgers. Our ideal home loans conversation of the week, Ty Block from Regis High School, Creighton University, and now back home with the Rockies. All right, it's a couple of days after you make your Rockies debut. How... Have you been able to reflect back on how, how cool that was for you, Tuck? Yeah, I mean, that was just a really special day, a really special uh, you know, moment for me and my family and uh, all the all the years I've spent uh, you know, loving Rockies baseball. To, to be a part of it in person is really cool. You know, much has been written and said now about that you go to 30 or 40 games a, a year as a kid, and, and every kid dreams of being a big leaguer, especially as a little leaguer. To actually make it, I always call you guys a needle in a haystack. At what point in time growing up did you feel like, you know what, man, I, I may have a shot? Yeah, you know, I think it was just one of those things where I just, I enjoyed every moment of the ride uh, growing up as a kid and knowing, like, you know, in high school, uh, I was just an average player. And then uh, my senior year kind of started to develop a little bit. And then I got to Creighton and uh, had a really successful uh, freshman year there, and that's when I knew that the dream of playing pro baseball might have a, a real possibility. And so I started working towards that. And then uh, you never know where things go once you get into pro ball. So for the stars to align for me to be in Colorado is really special. 
Did Creighton offer you late were you, uh, senior year, you said? Yeah, it was uh, spring of my senior year. We were already like three or four weeks into our season before I committed. So uh, I was I was a really late bloomer. I didn't pitch a lot uh, my junior summer. I had an injury and uh, was able to you know kind of bounce back from that in the fall and start uh, having some schools see me. But uh, by that time, it was pretty late in the recruiting process. You know, it's interesting the game especially with arms and we see it so much in high school everything's about velocity you're on the left side now as an effective big league pitcher it's location and a great change up and it's not about velocity for Ty block when did you make that transition in your career you know that's something that happened uh, kind of when i got into the big leagues uh, i was always considered a fairly hard throwing left-hander uh, coming up through the minor leagues and then um I want to say my first or second year in the big leagues, uh, average fastball velocity went from 91 to 94, you know, just almost overnight. And uh, it was one of those things where I kind of got left behind in that trend and uh, had to learn how to pitch a little bit more. Um, and luckily I had had used the other pitches coming up through the minor leagues and in college to, to help propel myself there. When I'd watch you from afar, when you were the, with the Giants in particular, I said this on the air, and I said this again when you made your, your Rockies debut. You're not afraid to double, triple up on your changeup, which you don't see a lot of guys do. Yeah, you just got to keep hitters off balance. Uh, they're trying to guess along with what you're going to throw, so whenever you can throw a wrinkle at them that they might not be expecting, uh, it gives you the advantage as a pitcher. Do you still mess around with grips? I mean, it seems like all pitchers are always talking to each other and messing around with grips. Are you pretty set with, with how you throw your arsenal? Uh, I think there's always room for improvement, right? We're always kind of looking at different things. You might pick up something different that one guy does. Um, I know since uh, having surgery, I've had a few things that I couldn't do with baseball before that now I can. And I don't know if it's uh, improved mechanics, if it's uh, you know arm health, whatever it may be, but uh, just a few things that I was never able to do before that I'm able to do now. You know, Ty, it's not a club that you want to be a part of, but it's a large club, especially with pitchers, and that's the Tommy John Club. Who did you, you lean on when you went through your surgery and the, and the long rehabilitation process? You know, I had some teammates uh, coming up through the Giants who had had it. Um, uh, a good friend of mine, Mac Williamson, he's actually an outfielder. Uh, he'd had it done um, a few years prior, so I reached out to him first and foremost, knowing that we had a good relationship. And then uh, just there's so many guys through the Orioles system, too, that I was there with that had you know had it or coming off of it as well and so just having you know a lot of different people to to ask questions how to how to come back what to expect from the whole process because you know you've got 12 to 14 months ahead of you of uh just kind of grinding back is it depressing at times or are you able to say i know i'm going to get through this and i know the track record even though it's a long process is a really strong one that i'll be able to regain everything i had prior you know, for me, it was just kind of take it one day at a time. Um, I knew that there's a possibility that my career could be over because that's always the case with something like that. But um, I just took it all in stride, and, and I was at peace with that if that was the case. But I also knew that I was going to work as hard as I could to get back and uh, just take it one day at a time. When you look back, you're 31 now, when you look back on your road to where you are currently, and your debut in the big leagues and some of the moments you had with San Francisco. What stands out? Are, are there certain uh, particular moments that, that rise above others? I mean, I've been really blessed to do a lot of really cool things in this game between you know, winning a game to get the team into the playoffs, winning a playoff game, uh, hitting a home run, throwing a complete game shutout, starting opening day. Like 
I've done a lot of things that uh, a lot of guys dream of over a 10-year career. So I look at that, and I just feel really blessed to have had those opportunities, to have those chances, to have those experiences, and uh, just going to enjoy every moment and whatever comes next. Now, Jenny's dad was your coach, Steve Kavnar, and I, and I love Steve. He's a great coach, great man. Uh, did you hear from him when you went yard in the big leagues? <laughs> I did hear from Steve. Uh, that, was, that was really fun. I heard from a lot of people. Um, I, I hit quite a few homers at Regis, so that wasn't really a surprise to him. It really did surprise uh, Ed Service over at Creighton. He was uh, he was kind of surprised. I always told him I could hit, and he uh, he sent me a text. He goes, "Maybe I should have listened to you," but uh, that that was uh, pretty funny for me. Have you had any conversations with Herman, who you know can hit also? Because now there's the DH in the National League, and, and you guys, unless we're in some like twenty inning affair with the California tiebreaker, probably unlikely to happen. That your uh, your big league at bats are a thing of the past. Yeah, I, I mean we've definitely talked about that. I've talked about it with. Uh, Yolis quite a bit too I think he's got like three or four hits off me between AAA and the big leagues so uh, it's always fun as pitchers to kind of joke about it Uh, Kyle and I were talking about some of the at-bats we had off each other and remember Nolan robbed me on one or threw me out from his butt when I was facing Kyle so just uh, good memories as pitchers but uh, it's definitely uh, the game's evolving and and we kind of take that in stride. More with Ty Block of the Rockies in a moment, but first this for Ideal Home Loans. My buddy Brent Ivinson has been in business for more than 20 years. It's great business, man. He has saved people countless dollars through the years in the Rocky Mountain region and in Arizona as well. So if you're in the market for a mortgage, if you're in the market to consolidate debt, if you have questions about refinancing, if you have questions about are you in the best product for your short and long-term goals, give them a call at 303-867-7000. One of my good friends I had passed along to, to Brent and they did a mortgage on a mountain property and they're in the process of selling their current home, their primary residence, and they're going to buy another one. And you know how crazy real estate is right now, and everything's going for uh, above asking price, and, and there's a strategy behind that. And this person called up Brent, and after their conversation, and they've had a couple of them, she said, I'm blown away. She goes, I feel so much more confident in where I am and knowing that we're attacking this properly, this this crazy real estate world, and I know I'm going to be in the best position. So uh, they do a wonderful job. It's that simple. 303-867-7000 is the number. Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000. I don't know how it happened, but it's April. And you know what happens every April. Finally, the snow goes away. Spring is in the air and you're thinking, man, I got to clean up the yard. Well, we have the products for you at Steel. SteelUSA.com or SteelDealers.com. There are more than 10,000 dealers around the country. Again, it's S-T-I-H-L. And they'll have you loaded up with everything you need to make your property pristine. Trimmers, blowers, chainsaws electric if that's your thing, gas powered if that's your thing, or battery operated. I always push those because uh, they're so powerful, they last forever, and they're really nimble. Check out their large, large assortment of wonderful products to help you help your neighbors out. It's Steel Dealers or SteelUSA.com, S-T-I-H-L. Fill up your garage now. 
Now back to more with the Rockies and Regis Jesuits. Ty Block. I don't want to talk about the Colorado connection because before we started taping this, uh, Billy Schmidt had called me over. He goes, you know what happened last night? And, and I did. There were three Littleton kids, the Taylor, the, the Rogers brothers, and then uh, Taylor, right, from, from Dakota Ridge. They yep. all, a win, a loss, and a save in the same game. All three born in Littleton, two different high schools. Amazing. There's got to be like a pride with all the pitchers now that have come out of the state of Colorado. You know most of them, right? Oh yeah, there's a ton of us. Uh, I mean, you look at you look at uh, Pierce Johnson with the Padres. He's another one who's the same age as me and the Rogers twins. And then um, you got Kevin Gosman, who's our age as well, and just a lot of really quality pitchers uh, from that era. Uh, not to mention there's a bunch of guys in the minor leagues. You got David Peterson over with the Mets. You got Reagan Todd, Max George, some players from Regis High School with me that are there. Alec Willis just got drafted out of Regis last year. So there's a ton of Colorado players out there right now, and it's really fun to see all these guys doing well. Now, I've said this before because I'm a New York guy, and there's something about the pride I take in, in cold-weather players, Northeast guys, that that make it I, I feel like you know there's almost a, that added chip on the shoulder would you buy that yeah i think so i think we all kind of know that uh we don't get uh, as much recognition as we should sometimes but i think that also gives us an advantage because it gives us time to work on our craft and motivates us in the off seasons and those down times when we're not going to be outside uh it, it gives guys who have that competitiveness that fire to get to the next level gives them an opportunity to really push themselves did you face freeland in high school we never faced each other in high school. We faced each other in college. We had to start against each other uh, at TD Ameritrade Park in Omaha. Uh, it was his freshman year, my junior year. Uh, we had a pretty good battle that night. Uh, he, he got the best of me, but uh, that was a fun one. How well had, did you know him prior to, to signing with the Rockies? Uh, I knew him pretty well. Um, some We had some mutual friends that uh, we'd hung out several times at in different gatherings and things like that. And uh, great kid and just love seeing Colorado guys here and uh, have success. And he's having a great career as well. All right, you mentioned Peterson. You mentioned Reagan Todd, who I thought had a really nice spring. And hopefully at some point in time, uh, Reagan makes his big league debut uh, with the Rockies. Are left-handers different, dude? I mean, you know the reputation. <laughs> uh, I would say there's probably something a little bit off about us, you know, uh, we do things a little bit opposite of everyone else, but uh, I don't know. It's just cool to see this fraternity of guys and everybody who's having a lot of success from Colorado. Yeah, and, and we were talking about the Roger brothers earlier, but you guys all, a lot of you guys will work out together, throw to each other a little bit in the off season. That's got to be helpful, shared experience. Yeah, absolutely. We all take a lot of uh, a lot of time together in the off season where we're either lifting or throwing, whatever it may be exchanging stories things that we saw you know different experiences different players that we know and it makes the baseball community really small that way and and you start connecting with players on new teams you know you bounce around and next thing you know it's like oh i know you because i'm really good friends with him and uh it's it's great to to do that and the time that we have in the offseason all the guys love it and uh just a good good uh, overall group it's fast how quickly uh you know your career can go and now you you've been at this for a while and now you're you're 31 and so you can reflect back on many different things in the game as as we've touched on you've also been on teams that have had a lot of success and now as you are back home with the rockies with a team that quite frankly is dismissed nationally quite a bit what do you look about the clubhouse and see that suggests otherwise 
mean, you look at the the talent of players we have out on the baseball field. There's not a lot of lineups that can do what our lineup can do, one through nine. And then you look at the defense, uh, it's unbelievable what, what they're running out there every night. It gives you a lot of confidence as a pitcher that you can keep the ball on the ground, keep the ball in the park. They're going to make plays, and you're going to be able to get through innings and shrinks innings down. And um, Then you look at who we are as a group. I think uh, we've shown a lot of fight these last uh, three games. You know, it would be some, some really tight situations, and guys have bounced back and found a way to chip away and, and get the lead back last night and uh, then come back and take the lead again. Uh, that shows a lot about the character of these guys, and I think uh, it's a really close-knit group of players. I think everybody's really excited to be at the park every day. Ty, it seems like you and your brethren are embracing kind of being the underdog and saying, okay, that's fine. We know who we are. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it gives us a little bit of an advantage, too. It gives us a little chip on our shoulder to go out there and say, hey, like, don't forget about us. We're a really good baseball team, and this rotation can compete with anybody, and uh, we're going to go out there and, and give some teams a run for their money. Quickly, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, again, the Colorado thing and pitching at altitude, which so much has been made of for years and years and years, as you're well aware of. You have Coloradans pitching in Colorado who are doing really well. And if you look, and, I, and I'm sure you're probably aware of this, but if you're not, last year the Rockies' earned run average at home was a run better than what it was out on the road. It seems like not only the kids that were, that were born in Colorado, it seems like everyone embraces saying, no, we can pitch here, we can win here. You know that from doing it your whole life, I would say. Yeah, you have to. Uh, everybody's going to make a big deal about how much further the ball flies, but uh, it also gives us advantages as pitchers too it gives us an ability to, to do things that you know hitters might not be expecting and they're going to be trying to maybe do too much because they know they're going to get assisted and it lets us go out there and attack and, and utilize some different weapons i'll let you go on this one if there is one crazy game right and buddy needs somebody to pinch hit whose hands going up faster yours or herman or or freeland uh, I think all three of us would love to get a chance to hit again, but uh, I know those two guys, he's probably got a little more familiarity with them, but uh, uh, I'll definitely uh, throw my name in the hat for sure. All right, man, keep it rolling. Thanks for coming by. All right, thanks so much. Ty's all in. I mean, you can hear it in his voice, whether he's going to be a starter, uh, whether he gets spot starts, or he works long haul out of the bullpen. Anything that Bud Black wants He's ready to take the baseball. In fact, he told Buddy on Tuesday after throwing four innings on Sunday that he's ready to go. And Buddy said, listen, we'd have to be in a in a long, long ball game for me to, to go to you on Tuesday. But that's Ty Block. I mean, Ty Block's all in. And he's a tremendous athlete. You heard about, you know, his, uh, you know, confidence in swinging the bat. Probably not going to need that. Um, but he he's a he's a neat guy, a neat story beyond the fact that he's a Coloradan, just a, a good guy, just a good guy. And so I'm thrilled for uh, for Ty's success. As we get on out of here, I like all of you watch the Masters. I talked about this last week. I was mesmerized, particularly that first round by Tiger. You know, I know he got fatigued. I know the last two rounds were not pretty. Seventy eight, seventy eight. But to see the reception he got and to see how appreciated we know he is, but how much he appreciated the patrons at Augusta National and the fact that he knows, okay, I can build on this 
and we're going to be treated to more, hopefully, thrills going forward from Tiger. Albeit he's not going to play a, a ton of events, but that was that was great theater. And it probably overshadowed what Scotty Scheffler did, not only at Augusta, in winning somewhat going away, but the fact that he's won four times in his last six outings. Pretty cool stuff. Here's a quick uh, note uh, that you may or may not be aware about Scotty Scheffler. He went to Highland Park High School, the same high school of Clayton Kershaw. How about Clayton Kershaw? Is he ageless? Seven perfect innings to start his uh, latest campaign with the Dodgers. That's amazing. But Matthew Stafford, all the same high school. Chris Young, former San Diego Padre pitcher, now the general manager of the Texas Rangers, all Highland Park High School. Um, in the heart of Dallas, down the street from uh, SMU. That's all I got on uh, this edition. Best of luck going forward this week for the Avs and the Nuggets. We'll uh, get into some of uh, what's going on with those two clubs as uh, we continue on. Always a reminder to join Patrick Lyons on the DNVR podcast each and every week and uh, all of their great shows as they cover uh, every team, professional and collegiate, throughout the Rocky Mountain region. It's the DNVR folks. We'll do it again next week. Um, stay well and uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy all of your sports teams here in Colorado. Take care, everybody.